long at home. If you want to go see my sick mustache, how handsome Looks I good. look. Looks good. Wait. How good I look. Ready? I'll look right in the camera I'm for bl- you I'm right gonna now. I'm going to blow you up specifically. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Twitter viewers, you like that stash? Go take, check it out. Take Over the hat the, off. Uh, Let's see the new hair. I'll take the hat off, too. Hats off. Wow. Yeah. Look at that flow. You like that? Mm. You like that, Twitter? Yeah. If you want to go check that out over on the uh, <laughs> the Fox Sports Knoxville Twitter, we're streaming live. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll not make you as big anymore. No, you don't. You afraid we're going to lose too many viewers? No, I just thought we might add. Might, might lose too many viewers. There we go. Now we're good. All right. Let's, uh, I don't know, what do you say we get? Hour two started with uh What do you with say? A, with, with an with an opening drive? What do you say? Yeah? Let's do it. Yeah, a little opening drive. All right. Let's get it going. First down. This was uh an interesting story from last night. It kinda made me chuckle a little bit, but I guess it is. Are you about to take mine? It kinda is serious. Am I? I don't know. Well, Duke and Florida State. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no way that was yours. That was mine. No way. It was. I literally ha- I had it pulled up. Carl Lawson. Every time, too. I swear, every time. Oh. Choked on my gum. Uh. It just came right back. <laughs> uh, Duke women's basketball head coach, Carl Lawson, said the teams. Oh, my gosh. The women's teams, Florida State and Duke, on, uh, on Sunday – Play the first half of the game with a men's basketball. That's crazy. 16th. How does ranked, that happen? I don't know. But the 16th ranked Blue Devils lost to the Seminoles in Tallahassee, 70 to 57. Uh, second ACC loss of the year. She ended her Thursday news conference after the win against Pittsburgh by uh, anatomically talking about Sunday's game. This would never happen in a men's game. This would never happen, she said. It's embarrassing for our sport. Um, as you know, circumference of a women's ball, about an inch smaller, two ounces yeah, lighter. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a huge difference. Like, I don't pretty know. Pretty big like, difference. How do you not notice? Like, I don't know like, if you've ever played with a women's ball. Oh, if you, it's yeah. weird. I shoot it way too far. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it would definitely affect you. And yeah. sure enough, in the opening 20 minutes of the game, the Blue Devils were 7 of 34. So clearly it had an effect. Yeah. Uh, hey. And Duke players were complaining throughout the entirety of the first half. How they not? Something felt weird about the ball. That's crazy. That is crazy. To and have then, a game that, you know, at the end of the season could be a, a difference between a seed, between a tile, a title. My players don't deserve that, and neither do their players. It's a complete failure. And you can figure out who the people I'm talking about that failed the sport and our players in both teams. Where was this game played at? It was in Tallahassee. Oh, wow. And Duke ended up losing this game, and they were a top 16 team? They did. And, again, it could be the difference between, you know, a conference championship. Yeah. Um, yeah. They went to the scorer's table. Uh, assistant coach Winston Gundy did at half just to check on the ball when you know they finally realized what the problem could have been. And she said the game officials then realized it and changed the ball to start the second half. Hmm, that is a crazy story. Like, how did, how how does that happen? Like, it's still getting more interesting. 
it's not done here. It continues. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we've concluded through our investigation that it was a men's ball, Lawson said. The conference and Florida State both saying that it wasn't. Oh. Yeah. Said she wanted to appeal the game. Conference wouldn't let her. Ooh. She said, let me be clear. Florida State beat us. They beat us playing with a men's ball in the first half and a women's ball in the second half. But I can't say if we'd played with a women's ball in the first half and the second half that we would have won. But they can't say that either. Conspiracy theories. That, uh, yeah, ACC has instituted a rule change under which players have to confirm the correct ball during captain's meetings before tip-off. This also happened in 2017. College of Charleston played home games and practice with men's balls for the majority of their season before it was discovered. Which is, I've never heard of that story. That's even crazier in its own right that that's a thing. Wow. Chaos. I kind of want to know more about that. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte played with the men's ball their whole team, their whole year. The Practiced whole with it, year. too. Practiced with it. That actually was probably a pretty nice advantage. Maybe. The majority of the 2017 season. I mean, there's a, that's a big difference. Like, I don't understand how you don't, like, feel. How like, does no one, like, huh? Home games are just different. Like, I kind of, I mean, I believe Duke because, like, you clearly know, right? You should clearly know the difference between a men's and a women's ball. Like, there is a big difference. Crazy. I'm going to do some Googling now to just see how that Charleston season went. You give me <laughs> second down. Okay. Second down. Um, there was a fight in the NBA last night. I missed it. I love good fights. Uh, it was between Cavs star Donovan Mitchell and, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks. It was not a good year for, for Charleston, I'll tell you that much. Uh, what was their record? 7-24. <laughs> and 24. Maybe they were using the wrong ball in practice. They were 2-12 and 12 at home. Oh, man. Not good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there was a fight in the NBA. That happened. Donovan Mitchell, Cavs, superstar. Dylan Brooks, Grizzlies getting a little scuffle. Um, both of them were ejected. It happened when there was like a loose ball underneath the hoop. Uh, Dylan Brooks made some contact with Donovan Mitchell. Hit him in an unfortunate place. Donovan Mitchell then threw the ball at Dylan Brooks, and then it was an all-out brawl after that. Uh, Brooks had a flagrant two. He was ejected. Um, gotta love a good uh, spillage of the benches. Uh, a, a, I think a staffer for the Grizzlies tried to get involved, and he immediately got tossed to the ground. Dylan Brooks just carried him to the ground with him. <laughs> if you haven't looked at it, go check it out. But Donovan Mitchell said after the game, that's just who he is. It's who Dylan Brooks is. We've seen it a bunch in this league. Him and I have had our personal battles for years. We've seen Dylan Brooks get in the mix um, recently with a lot of players. I mean, them and the Warriors are always chirping at one another. I, who did Dylan, I think Dylan Brooks recently even yeah, was talking with the Shannon Sharp. Was that kind of who, who uh, was? Yeah, he that was, was the, yeah, he was in on that. He was the Shannon Sharp or, ordeal. Right. Because he, he was the main. He like, wasn't better than LeBron or something like that. Like, oh, yeah. That, it, it was between Brooks and Sharp. So it just seems like a lot of the league is just not happy with <laughs> Dylan Brooks. 
at the moment. A lot of my Grizzlies fan friends like don't really love Dylan Brooks either. He's getting in fights. He's fighting with Shannon Sharp. He's fighting with NBA superstar beloved Donovan Mitchell. I'd be. I'd like if my. I don't know. Like if we had. That's someone that just got in fights every once in a while. I'd probably like him. <laughs> if, if, depending on if on, on I guess the fight justification. Fair. Third down. Yeah, the Senior Bowl practices have been going on. A lot of buzz happening yeah. down in the Senior Bowl. A lot of buzz surrounding some Tennessee players. Um, Hendon Hooker has been identified as a name that, despite you know not actually being able to practice or throw football, just his presence at the Senior Bowl and him meeting with teams and, and just uh, everything that's transpired there with him. Teams have been really impressed. They, that's a guy that has been identified as having his stock rise. Um, people are saying that you know he could be that unquestioned fifth best quarterback in the draft. Because you know you, you, the top four is generally discussed as Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and, and then Anthony Richardson. And then there's a whole crop of quarterbacks. So Connell and, and Jay Kaner and Hendon Hooker in there that are all kind of fighting to be like that fifth guy. The buzz right now is that Hendon is leading the way, and that there's some people that are even pretty excited about him mm. as a as a value pick, as a, a sleeper in this draft. Given the way the NFL game's changing, you know the the offense that Tennessee runs is no longer like a, a, a punishment sometimes, as, as it has been in the past. Other guys getting buzzed: Jerome Carvin, nice moved over to center, um, and in that move has looked good, and then. Darnell Wright has been regarded as one of the biggest risers of the entire week. A guy that, you know, continues to just solidify what he put on tape this year. What you saw against Will Anderson this year. Uh, he's been excellent in his one-on-ones in practice. And apparently that's a guy that teams are really, really getting into. I'm a big draft guy. Like, big, big draft guy. Like, I do big boards and mm-hmm. position rankings and scouting reports and everything else. I'll tell you what. Darnell Wright is going to be special. Yeah. I say this now, and I, I don't mean to sound biased because I I really don't have biases when it comes to like scouting and Tennessee players. I think Darnell Wright's the best tackle in the draft. I would take him over Paris Johnson. I would take him over Broderick Jones. I would take him over Peter Skaransky. I would take him over Dewan Jones. I think Darnell Wright is the best tackle in the draft, and teams are going to find that out quickly because I think he's going to be an immediate impact player as a rookie. Fourth down. Fourth down, have you heard the uh, disputes between Iowa and Illinois this weekend? I have not. Oh, no, I did hear about this. Did you all talk about this yesterday? No, we did not, but this is funny. Crazy. Um, So Iowa and Illinois are playing each other in Iowa this week at the uh, Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Um there already been a lot of fights, uh, particularly a long group uh, of standing supporters for Illinois and their fan base. It's called the Orange Crush. And apparently every year they pick a road game and they just bust down a bunch of people and just flood the arena. Um, they had picked this game. They had picked this game in Iowa to bust down to, I guess. Um, 200 tickets that they had purchased for this matchup were canceled by the uh, Iowa Athletic Department. Um, on Wednesday, so right before the game, um, and of course Illinois is super upset about Did you that. You hear the reasoning? That well, yeah, yeah I'm, get, I'm getting okay. there. That's uh, going to cost the the Orange Crush Group six thousand dollars in uh, travel plans because they had already had arrangements, a charter bus, and everything. Orange Crush accused Iowa of being fearful of their presence at the game on Saturday. That was originally 
kind of the everyone was like, oh, this is not good, Iowa. Why are you canceling these guys' tickets? Are you afraid of uh, a big Illinois fan base? Uh, but Iowa came back hot. <laughs> they pushed back on them and said uh, they were being deceptive in their uh, ticket purchasing methods. Per a statement from the school that Iowa sent to ESPN, they said the Orange Crush purchased their tickets with a discount rate after claiming they were for the Boys and Girls Club in Illinois. So the school says they've canceled the tickets and they will then now donate these tickets back to the local Boys and Girls Club chapter in Iowa. So crazy chaos. Um, they figured it out. They canceled it. Um, when they contacted the individual who made the original ticket order, they admitted to falsely ordering tickets under the nonprofit organization. So, you know, I don't have a problem with it, actually. You don't? I well, the Orange I Crush is saying they they released a statement. Orange Crush didn't said that they legally purchased the tickets. Sounds like they did. I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with them cheating the system to find a way, because I really like the idea of like just taking over a random away college basketball game every year. No, I, I like really that like idea, that. but I why do you have to say you're the boys? And I just girls don't think there was any other way to get group tickets like that. I, I like that they were getting smart, that they were getting creative. I imagine it's probably worked for them in years past, given that this is a thing that they've been doing. I, I thought when I initially just saw the headline, I didn't read the story. I thought that I was going to be way against the Illinois fans because, I mean, I mean, just on the surface, like pretending to be the Boys and Girls Club, that's a tough look. But knowing the details, you know what? I, I'm okay with their creativity. Sometimes you got to get a little bit creative, bend the rules a little bit. It's not like they were directly harming the boys and girls club i guess i don't know mm. I, I like the idea of just like hey random game we're taking over i want tennessee to start doing that i just like I, it's just like maybe it's, it's still it's, shady though yeah like, it's shady i like i was that. expecting a, a maybe a bus a, a big group of boys and girls club kids and then all of a sudden it's just a bunch of you know college kids just going Hilarious. crazy it would have been really funny in its own right though like oh boys and girls clubs here and it's just oh boy yeah, the Orange Crush released a statement that was way too long for me to read. Way too long. I mean, it was six paragraphs. I'm I'm not reading that. Not reading that. Too long. Uh, I I and then it's just like I I don't know like it. They got caught, and their response was just like, "Oh, this is not fair. We always do this." Well, yeah, you're you're. <laughs> You're not getting getting away with being dishonest. I don't know. Just like maybe maybe the solution is yeah, we need to find a better way to get more groups involved. But you wouldn't want this happening for an Auburn group coming to, to Knoxville. I'm okay with it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm okay with you it. You wouldn't want Alabama chartering a bunch of. No, but I'd respect it. I'd want to like fight uh, them, but I'd respect it. I don't know. I'd be angry, and I think that like being angry is also cool. But like I'd respect it. Hey, if you, if you can year? respect them fighting, you got to respect Iowa from being like, sorry. Yeah. Canceled. I, I mean, the way I see it, these two schools played chess and, and Iowa won. Iowa won this round. Yeah. Iowa I'm won. sure they'll try to get them back. <laughs> I hope they do. Next time. Can we organize this, though? Like, can we just all descend upon, like, Starkville next year? Just descend? Yeah. Like in basketball? Yeah. Or just, like, somewhere random, like. Just hit, can we can we go to a uh, like a Lady Vol road game and just pack the away arena? Like pack like go like the next Vanderbilt Lady Vol road game. Just like pack it orange, like sellout crowd. 
would be very cool. <laughs> would be very cool. Or yeah, like find find the uh, like a men's basketball game in the SEC that's the lowest attendance like in the Ole SEC. Miss. Whoever averages the lowest attendance, just sell it out. Could you imagine just like uh, SEC attendance? Uh, I'm assuming in women's basketball, Auburn probably the lowest. I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers. I'm pretty sure it would be Auburn. Uh, you think from what so? What I've seen, they've been pretty bad a lot. Yeah. Too. And that's only like a six, like seven thousand seat arena. We could do it. I think so. That'd be so funny to just turn on the TV and see. <laughs> if you could just, if just you could just take, house if you could take the majority, the road team. if you could take the majority of seats on the road, but like at a very random game, that to me would be awesome. It would be awesome. I don't know. I don't like what. What would Auburn do about it? Like, what could they do about it? <laughs> what if? What if the Orange Crush comes to Knoxville next year? Am I gonna eat my words? Wait. They play each other. Yeah. Is it in Champaign, yeah. though, next year? Or is uh, it I think Knoxville? Champaign's 2020, the next year. Oh, the Orange can Crush we, is coming. Can we reverse it on them? Can we surely take it, it to them? To, surely it has to be a... Yeah, he's taking Can it we out. Orange Crush the Orange Crush? We're the better Orange Crush, right? Let's Orange Crush the Orange Crush. Yeah, I'm I like in. that. I like that. We got to remember this. Someone remind me uh, in next year or the year around after. Around October. Come on, someone remind me. We're going we're gonna to crush the Orange Crush. Give them a taste of their own medicine. And they should be fine with it, right? They've used deceptive measures. If we do the same, they should be fine with it. Yeah. Let's play it's shot not color fair trivia. to them, then it should be fair to us. Should be. Let's play shot color trivia on the other yeah. side. Sprung that one on you guys. Oh, you didn't realize that we were shocking people today. Guess what? Spelling bee. It's a spelling bee, and I am probably going to get shocked. Coming up next on The Blitz. And Friday. You like that? You like that? I bumper? did like that. Yeah, good work. Did. Yeah, you did. Very good work. Friday, basketball tomorrow. Auburn coming to town. I know I said we're gonna do shot color trivia, but you messed up. Not gonna name names here. You messed but up. Someone in this room that's not Andy. You messed up. Forgot to turn on the power switch that the shock collar charger was connected to. Hopefully that thing charges fast. I think it will. I think it will. So uh, instead, let's preview Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> Who do we think? Uh, obviously, no one really had a great game against Florida. No. Nope. Tennessee is still trying to to find their shot. Uh, their outside shooting still, you know, leaving some to be desired. And I don't think it's necessarily like consistent it just feels like you've had some really bad games and you've had some really good games and i guess that number is just a little bit lower than you'd like but who do you want to see this weekend really just kind of have a get right game if, if you could pick one person to just kind of you know who needs to have a big game most i guess for this team to kind of get back right and, and get headed back in the right direction um i feel like when you're coming off a loss uh right you, you typically look to maybe your, your studs to guide you in that right direction, your senior leaders maybe more particularly, and not maybe that this guy has been playing bad by any sense, but I think uh, Santiago Vescovi could be the guy to maybe get get him going in that offensive direction. Um, you had 11 against Florida. You had, you had 12 against Texas, but, you know, in that you didn't shoot your best. One for six from three against Florida, two for five for three against Texas. I think if he... 
you know, he's confident with that shot against Auburn. He he gets in rhythm early, hits some big shots. I think uh, Santi might be the key in, in maybe getting that offense uh, in, a, in a good rhythm on Saturday. There could be, I feel like, several players you could choose here, but I think Zakai and Olivia, they've been doing their thing. Um, so I'm going to go – you could say Josiah as well, maybe Tyreeke. But I think Santi just being the guy he is – three-point shot maker he can be if he gets a few to drop that's going to be huge on Saturday yeah I mean I, I think that clearly Santiago Vescovi is bothered by that shoulder yeah I mean it's nagged him at times this year he's missed games at times this year I think that's clearly been an issue for him I mean he's still getting 12 points a game uh, but that shooting percentage has, has been down this year he's had games where we've seen him heat up but I mean two of 12 against Florida uh, you know he was three of seven against Texas like close to four I mean that's you know 40 percent but he had a two of seven game against LSU four of 13 against Kentucky uh, three or four against Georgia yeah I'd like to see him get on the right you know back on the right foot but I really I really think the key to getting you know everything going is is Josiah Jordan James he is in my opinion the guy that's going to make or break this team in terms of a deep march run he is your x-factor and we've seen him look really good this year, right? You know, coming back against Mississippi State, following that up against LSU, 13 points, 22 points. We've also seen him look really bad this year. I mean, 2 of 11 against Florida, you know, 2 of 9 against Georgia, 1 for 4 against 3, you know, from 3 against Texas. In his last three games, he's a combined 1 of 14 from beyond the arc. You just need him to, quite frankly, to be better. And... You know, that's not a knock on him. He knows that, too. And, obviously, he's been coming back from that knee injury. And, you know, he's back from that now. And you look at last year, he developed into one of your most reliable, one of your best three-point shooters down the stretch. He was unbelievable down the stretch. And he got off to a slow start last year from beyond the arc. So maybe, you know, just the delayed start for him. Uh, he can kind of f catch that groove in February. But last year... When this Tennessee team was really rolling, you look at his three-point percentage. You know, from your last loss was against Arkansas last year in the 19th before you reeled off, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wins in a row and then lost to Michigan. And those nine wins sandwiched in between the loss to Michigan. So, again, 0 of 6 from 3 against Arkansas, right? 40%, 50%, 42%, 67%, 67%, 50%, 42%, and those nine wins. And then the Michigan lost 0 of 6. Tennessee wants to play that small ball lineup, and then, you know, oftentimes too, like <laughs> Josiah finds himself open. Like he finds himself getting more looks than I think the majority of this team does, and oftentimes too, he can shoot over top of people. And we've seen him be a really good three-point shooter, and when he is, it opens up so much for this offense. You know, it, it elevates the offense to a new level. He has the ability to make shots from deep. He just needs to – I mean, it sounds dumb to say, right? You know, it sounds like saying, well, you know, if you want to win a football game, score points. Yeah. He just needs to start making some of these shots, and uh, he knows that. I think everybody knows that. And given his history, I expect him to start making shots. You know, uh, I, I really do think he will. I think he's going to settle in, and I think I – think if he starts heating up in February, this Tennessee team can start peaking at the right time.
Yeah, no, I think that was another option that I considered, yeah. Uh, if not for that Texas game, he shot pretty well outside of three in that Texas game. Right. It started good in that one, but, yeah, I think when you, you toss in that Florida game, he wasn't at his best for sure. So, yeah, I, I think any one of those, you know, senior leaders like Santi and, and Josiah, even, you know, Tyreek Key being a graduate guy and an, an experienced player, I feel like if you get a boost from them against Auburn and, and kind of lead by example here, that's going to be – kind of be big to set the tone just to bring some energy in after a tough loss you uh you think we get another year josiah that is interesting i think so maybe <laughs> like i don't we know just, well you could say that for anyone like what, olivier santi olivier has josiah. another year does santi too yeah right i mean he was here during covid he gets a covid year I mean, I'm just saying, this is not, yeah, this is, yeah, it's his fourth year. He gets a COVID year. I mean, technically, everyone but Tyree Key on this team could stay another year. That'd be really cool. It would be really cool. I don't expect it to happen. I mean, Zakai's definitely staying. Julian Phillips is up in the air. I think Julian Phillips I think he will, will be on this team next year. I hope so. Um, you know, maybe, maybe one of Santi or uh, Josiah goes and tries their luck in the draft. You know, maybe a second-round pick. Just tries their luck at playing at the next level. I could see Santi doing that. If not playing in the NBA, you know, overseas yeah. somewhere. I could see Santi doing that, especially with Freddie DeLone, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. With Santi, too, already had some shoulder problems and, and some other things. and Spend time just I mean, focusing he can immediate, on himself. He can immediately and, go play. Oh, anywhere. And that's the thing is, like, he's used to playing internationally. internationally. I, mean, I, I don't think he's, he's – I don't think he'll last – much in the NBA at all. Go play overseas anywhere and have fun. He can yeah. Go, yeah, I mean, he can be – his game is actually perfectly suited for, like, the international style of basketball. Like, he's going to oh, be – Oh, yeah, he's going to be great. He's going to be really good at that level. Would love to see him stay, but I just think that, you know, a guy like him and Olivier who are used to playing internationally, like, Olivier might, you know, do the same thing. He plays is, for his uh, national Santi, team. Santi was dating, like, a, a Tennessee athlete. I can't remember which one it was. Does she have an extra year? She <laughs> she coming no back? I have That's no what we idea. need to figure out. That's – uh. That's our recruiting pitch to Santi. Just like, hey, you know, she's here another year. Like, you should stick around. All these individuals could come back if they want to, except for Tyreek Key. That's who I'd really like to just imagine if we just get like a 24 point, just like random outburst from Tyreek Key. I, I think it'll happen at some point, maybe. I think it's, I, I don't, at <laughs> this point, I've kind of given up on Tyreek Key, like consistently giving you what you had kind of hoped from him. But I also get the same feeling as you that I th- I think Something's at some point some in these point. last like ten or so games he might just take matters into his get, own hands. I think hands. we're gonna get like one really good Tyreek Key game just randomly mixed in somewhere. Randomly, it makes it would make more sense for it to be like a Wednesday night road game against Vandy or something. But I think we're gonna get one. What if we're just like late in the season, late February, and then BJ Edwards just comes in and starts dropping thirty a night? You just all like what what tomorrow? You know, one thirty. You just get the little starting lineup tweet, and it's just BJ Edwards. <laughs> Freddie Delone activated. Freddie Delone, BJ Edwards at the one and the two. <laughs> Just a complete switch up. That's the secret weapon. For that's March. well, I, I don't know if you heard, but that's that's why we're we're not a good team. That's why we're going to win. You know, maybe one or two. We games. don't have a point guard. Yeah, we're just we're not going to be able to win our NIT games in March because we don't. We're not going to use BJ Edwards and Freddie Delone like we should. Can't believe we lost. Can't the game. make a deep NIT run without those two. Uh, <laughs> Losing games can't. Can't believe that happens in college basketball. Ah, angry. Especially on the road. Prediction tomorrow and leading score. 
uh, prediction tomorrow. Um, I think it'll be a good game. I don't think Auburn is a top 25 team, in my opinion. No, sir. But I'll take a top 25 win if Tennessee can can pull it out. Uh, Tennessee's 3-0 and this year when coming off a loss. All three of those have been by double, digit, double digits. Um, being at home, get a good crowd there, support the guys, get behind them. Bruce Pearl coming back to town. Should be some good juice in the building. Um, I think you win by 10. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 73, 60, 61, 73, 61, 73, 66, maybe within 10. I, uh, I'm going to quote the great Russell Smith here. Tennessee is going to bend Auburn over a barrel and show them the 50 states. I just have this, this strong feeling that Tennessee, uh, I'm sure they're tired of hearing about uh, some of the complaints from their loss. I'm sure that they're frustrated from that loss. I'm sure they're ready to get back into TBA and, and get right, open up a can of, of some butt whooping. I think they're about to beat Auburn 77-61. to 61. I think they're going to boat race the Auburn Tigers, and I think that Josiah Jordan-James is going to have that get-right game. I think he finishes with 22. That's Auburn. my prediction for tomorrow. Auburn's been skating by, but they're about to go through a brutal schedule. It's not a good Auburn team. They're about to get exposed, and it starts – on Saturday. Looks like our shock color is charged though, so we'll take a break. We'll we'll get the shock in on Love the other it. side. Love it. Linderman Sports Medicine. Well, I have a collar around my neck. So, no better time than now. <laughs> five trivia questions and then five words to spell. Do you want them interchanged or? I think we go trivia then spelling words. I do word. too. Let's yeah. see how kind Mr. Brock is today. <laughs> Before you start asking me, let me tweet out a little, little preview real quick. A little quick. preview. All right. I a little just promo. Tweeted a Or maybe I'm just flexing the stash. Who really knows? Yeah, you got to flex the new look. Twitter reveal, new look. Either way. Do you want to spell first or do you want uh, a question first? And you got to play the music, the fun music in the background. I think that spelling is probably got to go worse for me. Maybe. So I want to do that second. Okay, fair enough. You got to play the music. You got to switch the camera. Okay, it switched over now. There we go. It was a little delayed on the stream. Let me. Oh, that's Eric Berry. There we go. All right. Trivia question number one. I'm already uncomfortable here. Who painted the Mona Lisa? Van Gogh. <laughs> no. You don't know this one? <laughs> I always get the artists mixed up. You there's Van Gogh. There's the one that cut his ear off. this would be easy. Da Vinci. Yeah, it's Da it's Vinci. You got that one wrong. I'm shocking you. <laughs> phone. You got that one wrong. Yeah. That was poor. I, my, one of my greatest character flaws is that I can never differentiate between Da Vinci <laughs> and Van Gogh. Which one cut their ear off then? Van Gogh? Van Gogh did, yeah. I see. Van I always Gogh. get it mixed up. I always have. I always think it's Da Vinci ear oh. Van Gogh Mona Lisa. 
Also, uh, to clarify, we are doing spe- uh, sixth grade spelling bee words here for Charlie. And just don't embarrass me. So this is for sixth you didn't grade. Have to tell no, him I would. That. I would be bad too. I would be bad too. Okay. This is but this is spelling bee words for a sixth grader. Uh, number one, spell for me persuade. Oh, we're going back and forth. Oh yes, persuade. P, E, R, S, U, A, D. E. Yes. Let's good, go. Good job. Let's go. Well done. Well done. How many time zones are there in Russia? All right, let's try to think. That's kind of hard logically. <laughs> uh, Russia is probably about one and a half United States wide. <laughs> United States has four, but essentially five time zones because the you know Massachusetts is so close to. Atlantic time. I'm going to guess that Russia... I'm setting you up for failure. I'm sorry. I wouldn't wouldn't get this one. I think it's probably five or six. Then again, they could just be like, we're Russia. Everyone on one time. (laughs) I'm going to say six. It's wrong. What was it? 11. (laughs) I got 11. Dude, googly muggly. (laughs) That's a lot. Good fact for you. They do have 11 time zones. That was pretty tough. Wow. Okay. Your next spelling word. Spelling word number two. This is question four. You got to spell uh, deterrent. D deterrent. Yeah. D E T E R E N T. You're frowning. Did I get it wrong? You forgot an R. There's two R's in there. Oh, did you? Did you feel that? No. Okay, you fell that oh, one. That one. I, dude, I swear <laughs> I swear. whenever it does it and you don't feel it, the next one's like double charged. Double charged. All right, question oh. five out of ten. We're, we're almost halfway there. Can you name the Great Lakes? All of them? Four or five. Four out of five? Yeah. Uh, four out of five. Michigan. Uh, yep. Lake Erie. Yep. Lake Superior. Yeah. One of them, the northern. There's two others. These are the the harder of the two, the harder of the five. Lake, Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, Lake. I forgot what the other one I even named. You said Erie already. Lake Erie. There's two others. The northern lake. <laughs> now they they both start with Lake something. <laughs> I don't know. All right. One starts with an H. One starts with an O. An H? Yeah. Lake. Huron. Yeah. Good Let's job. go. Lake, Lake Huron. The other one's Lake Ontario, so I'll give that to you. Good Let's job. go. Good job. We've done five. Here we are on question six. It is a spelling word. Let's give you... See, I'm trying to pick through some of these. Um, spell for me. <laughs> um, spell for me, melodious. Excuse me? Melodious. You're mean. No, it's not like a melody, like melodious. Oh, like a melody. Yeah, Can that you use word. it in a sentence? 
Can I get the? That sound is very melodious. Uh, like, origin, country of origin, prefix, uh, suffix. probably Latin, maybe somewhere in Europe. Melodious, melodious. M E L O D I O U S. Yes. Let's go. Good job. Great job. Let's go. Great job. Question seven. seven oh, this is funny. Nine, this is. Ten. I'm looking through some. Two uh, questions, two words. All right. Yeah. Okay, I gotta find a good one here for you. Tell me what country is the landmark Stonehenge located in? Wales. No. What is it? It's just in England. That was a trick question. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's in England. <laughs> Not in Wales. Well, I know. I thought it was in England, but then I was like, well, this is question seven. No way it's as easy as England, so maybe it's in Wales instead. Nope, you missed it. It was that easy. I thought maybe it's just the United Kingdom instead. Gotcha. I'm thinking of one of the different ones. Number eight. That's, that stinks. Spelling word eight. Spell for me. Sixth grade words, by the way. I don't think so. Why? You, th you think they're easy? I think they're... I don't know. Let's see. We'll see what this one is. I'll give you my verdict. Spell for me. You've missed one, by the way. You haven't. <laughs> it was a hard one. one. Why were there two R's in deterrent? Spell for me. I guess er and then the rent. Yeah, ubiquitous. Wow. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous? Ubiquitous. Use it in a sentence? I don't know. That thing over there, it's very ubiquitous. It's mysterious. You. B. I. Q U. U I. You're doing great. Can you restate what I've already <laughs> said? Uh, U B I Q U I. Ubiquit. <laughs> T. Yep. O U S. Yes, Let's nice. Go. Good job. <laughs> you're spelling really well. You're, you're doing a good job at spelling. So Let's what we got? Go. We got two more each. Two more each. One of each, I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I meant yeah, two more. One of each. Hmm. Um, what does? Uh, oh no, that's too easy. That one's gonna be too easy. You earned this, Andy. But huh? you also need to hurry up. We're, we're running out of time. <laughs> You're right. Um, uh, uh, okay, which city is farther south than the others? I'm gonna give you some cities. There's a lot of geography here, and you tell me which one is further south. Okay, let me close my eyes. Bangkok, Thailand. I was expecting American cities. Athens, Greece. What? Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> it's not Athens. It's either Vegas or Bangkok. I think it's pretty close. I'll go Vegas. It was Bangkok, Thailand. <sighs> Shout out Thailand. <sighs> and your last word to spell. Potpourri. P O U T P 
I E R R E. No, no, horribly wrong, horribly wrong, and that ends our shot. No, there's no, there's not a sixth grader that's spelling that. Six there's not a sixth grader. No, they don't. Apparently, they know that one. They don't know that one. Craft axe throwing is a game that anyone can play. Score points by throwing axes. All right, wrapping up this Friday show the way we always do. A little best bet. Did uh did want to take a second though. Sometimes I like to just shout out some really good articles that I come across. I don't do it as much as I'd like because I'm a, I'm a big article reader and sometimes there just is some really good stuff out there. CJ Moore over on The Athletic. Do you get the chance today? Obviously we're not Kansas fans, but uh, really interesting story on uh, KJ Adams and his mom. Uh, titled, I Didn't Know Mom, the force that drives the most improved player in college basketball. So if you got an uh, if you got an athletic subscription, very good read if you have the time today. It's gonna make you wanna give your mom just a big old bear hug. Gonna wrap up the show though, show though, though with <laughs> with our best bet from the weekend for the weekend. Let me guess, Andy, you're gonna take a uh, an NBA over. I probably will take an NBA over. There is a lot of good college basketball on, but what I'm eyeing is the Suns and Celtics. Knew you were. On NBA TV, Boston favored by nine, but we're looking at the over-under. 221.5. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Good game. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Very. Um, I'm eyeing a game in the MAC tonight that I'm pretty into. Kent okay. State playing Kent Akron. State. I'm telling you what, man. Kent State's I'm for in real. love with this Kent State team. They're for real. I am in love. They lost a weird one on the road at Northern Illinois um, three games ago. But their other three losses, I mean, were, were very close losses against very good teams. And they've been <clears throat> incredible this year. They're going on the road tonight. They're going to Akron, which is, you know, not that really far of a drive, but a tough place to play. Akron. Does a pretty good job with their home crowd in basketball. If you get a chance to watch this game tonight, nice. highly recommend it. It is on TV at 9 o'clock ESPNU. The line is even. I mean, this is just a, a great Mac basketball showdown tonight. Pretty good rivalry, too. I think really an underrated rivalry people don't know a lot about. Two teams that are 8-1. and one, They're tied for first place right now. I'm going to take the road team tonight. I'm going to take Kent State to go on the road and get a W. That's my best bet. It's going to be Kent State money line. The golden flashes, baby. Bring nice. it on home. Forgot Harvard-Yale. Harvard-Yale's on tonight. It's a fun one. Rivalry. Good weekend of basketball. Good weekend of basketball. Hope that uh, all of you out there have a fantastic weekend, though. Hope you enjoy this Tennessee game tomorrow. Can't wait. Got to be a lot of fun. Always fun when Auburn comes to town. But for Andy Brock, I'm Charlie Collier. See you all next week. John Reed, Talk Sports. Well, they're up next. We'll be right back.